Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> KBW's back. <laughs> Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? <laughs> Guess who's <laughs> back? That's going to go on his record. Guess who's back? <laughs> da, da, da. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's going to be Jeff. The cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. Eight sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 387 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sing alongside next to me is my real life brother. No, it's storyline brother Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, dude? Dude, it is windy as all hell outside right now. I know, dude. I'm hearing people across the country, like people in Florida. We'll talk to reps in Florida. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, it's like. 91 it's hot out here or people in texas are like oh yeah it's like high 80s low 90s out here and i'm like it's 62 yeah so we're getting into the beginning of july where normally we start to hit temperatures in the hundreds here and it has been so windy outside dude it has taken we've got this table out there like a patio table and it's got an umbrella that goes to the middle of it and we had the umbrella you know fully extended the wind knocked it over along with the table. We picked everything back up, put the umbrella down, so not completely wide open. It's now down. It did it again because of the stupid wind. Now I've had to take the umbrella out of the, the thing that holds it, and it's laying flat on the couch outside, or the patio couch, whatever you call it outside. And I haven't been able to put it back up. Here's what's worse. It has this solar block on top. It's really nice umbrella. Like you hit a switch on the inside, turns on all these lights inside the umbrella. That solar block blew off and broke the piece that held it from the inside of the umbrella. Oh. So now this nice umbrella that Shannon got on Amazon is like completely destroyed. <laughs> can you take it back to Amazon and see if you can get your money back? I don't know. I don't know. Is the owner going to fight Elon Musk or something? Like, I don't know. All these all these uh, social media people and owners want to cage fight or go on these crazy submarine rides. Like, I don't know. We'll see what happens with the Amazon returns. I don't know. I got it. I got you. Uh, you know what? I felt bad last week that we didn't get into our podcasting buddies, so I actually want to start off the show with them. Oh, look at you. I actually feel really bad, dude. Like, I, I felt horrible. But anyways, check out our podcasting buddies, Breaker and Bane, Power Hour, of course. Also, I want you to check out the Stolen Gimmicks podcast with Jordan and Joe. That's a turn into one of my weekly listens that I must listen to the second it drops. As along with all these other podcasts, PPW podcast as well. Oh, yeah. Back to Breaker. Him and I are doing the TB toy cast for the time being until Travis gets back. He's off the IL. Nice. Congrats. That's a good gig. And it's a fun gig. It's different talking other toys, but uh, it's it's fun because like we just recently talked about Transformers, like the first series G1. Oh, the G1s. Nice, dude. You had a bunch of those. Had a bunch of those. But the fun part was is setting up the battlefield in the middle tier of mom and dad's house. Yes. And I would have the Decepticons behind one couch. And then I would set the Autobots up in the other, behind the other couch. And they would be preparing for war. Yes. And, and then ready for battle. 
Yeah, and then like some people would lose limbs and stuff, but then I just put them back together and set them up for another, <laughs> another war or another battle. You know, <laughs> we had a few GoBots too, Jeff. Did you ever uh, sacrifice those in the course of battle? It was funny. Like I had them, but I didn't know what they went to. Got it. But like Optimus Prime, Megatron. Oh, dude, you knew where those were, where those guys were from. Yeah, I remember when you got Jetfire. I forget which grade you. It was like a graduation present. You got out of kindergarten or something, and you got uh, Jetfire. And I was so pissed at you because I hella wanted Jetfire. Didn't get him. <laughs> but here you are opening them, and you were like the happiest kid on the planet. And I'm like that that kid who just watched The Miz win a match. And it's just like <laughs> glower, like glaring at him like, you son of a bitch. I was so mad you got that Jetfire, dude. Well, it was a lot of fun playing with the Transformers because it was a different changeup to the wrestling figures that we always played with. It would be like WWF LJNs would always get played with. Then it was Remco's. And then you would set up your battle for the Decepticons versus the Autobots. And, you know, it, it, it was just such fun times back then, you know? Yep. And then hit the rewind button and right back to LJNs. Exactly. Also, check out the Chick Foley show where they reviewed Power Town figures this past week. I wonder what those are like. <laughs> Poor Jeff. Oh, where, oh, where is my shipping <laughs> notification at? Oh, where, oh, where can it be? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, not to rub things in. Oh, is, this a, is this a Starfire thing? <laughs> Jetfire, dude. Jetfire, Starfire. Starfire. That's a Teen Titan. Come on, dude. I, I was close. Get your properties straight. I mean, you know, we, we are a toy podcast, so. Yeah, and I would love to have my Power Town toys. So not to rub things in, but that Brody figure, I'm telling you right now, it's already on my top 10 list for 2023. Okay, so I know it's really early. We haven't gotten all the figures this year. Is it in the top five or in the six to 10 range? Without knowing kind of the lay of the land yet, because yeah. I still got to get those Usos Ultimates in hand as well. It's too hard to say where Brody's going to fall. But I can say for as many Brody figures that are on the market, which none, this one is outstanding. Or I should say very, very few Brody figures on the market this one is outstanding, and I I absolutely love it, dude. And I want to point out also when you go, and I, I don't know if Seth and Sheena discussed this on their show, for the Mint on Card Collectors, it, it's a kind of a, a gatefold box, right? It's got like a window or a, a front panel that you open up. It's magnetic. Yeah, uh, Sheena was talking about that. Yes, nice touch. It's normally like a little piece of Velcro that'll just keep it closed. This is magnetic. You don't even see it. So there's no unsightly little Velcro thing when you open it up. It's completely hidden inside the packaging. Again, super nice touch. And when you open it up, you get a whole bio about uh, Brody on the inside. It's outstanding. But the packaging aside, which is great, the figure is next level, dude. The belt, the vest, the chain, the the detail on his forehead, because that's one of Brody's trademarks is his carved up forehead. They nailed it. Like everything about that Brody is just perfect. Now, I haven't taken out of the package yet. So I, I don't know, you know, are joints tight? Are they loose? How's the paint applications all around? Haven't had a chance to review any of that yet. But just at first glance, it's amazing and easily in the top 10 for 2023. Now, I don't know if it's top five. Got to kind of wait and see what else comes out for the remainder of the year. We still got six months, but dude, 
awesome figure. Hopefully you get that shipping notification soon. Yeah, I would love that shipping notification soon. Yeah. Sorry. Dude, when you get it, it's Boner Town. You're like, yes, like finally getting that Brody. Sorry, I'm a little bitter right now. I understand, I understand. But know that you're not alone. You are not the only one that has not yet gotten their shipping notification. Well, it goes like this. Influencers, <laughs> people that ordered one, prison inmates, <laughs> then more prison inmates. And then guys who live in vans down by the river. Guys, thank you. Yes, those guys. <laughs> then the people that ordered Carrie Von Eric that they haven't even gotten in yet, according to what I've read. <laughs> and then Jeff. That's a, that's how it goes. <laughs> so everybody else and then you. Watch before the sh- show drops on Sunday. I'm going to get my shipping notification. <laughs> I'm going to be like, well, I got to take this out. <laughs> no, no, no. Leave angry Jeff in the episode, dude. Especially when I'm singing Aware, Aware is my shipping notification. <laughs> yeah, it's not very often that you're singing on the show, so please leave that in. I sing all the time on this show. Well, I mean, you play shitty flute on the show. That's true. That's true. Uh, also, check out Justin at Wrestling Cheers, RJ over at Ringside Rant, Rucker and EJ over at Boots of the Face. Tim's pulling up a chair with the fake lies. Soda and Ethan are talking about the NASCAR in the Marble Pods. And Scott, what you got for Drunk Wrestling History this week? Yes, give us a follow on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. The show that dropped last week was a tribute to the Iron Sheik. So we paid respects to him on this show. We did a whole episode about him on Drunk Wrestling History. If you want to hear it, go check it out wherever you get your other podcasts at. Because we're Drunk Wrestling History, we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. No show this Friday? I don't know that we're going to have a show this Friday. We're having uh, some scheduling difficulties. So it's going to be a minute before a new show. Okay. At, le- at least a week or two. AI should do your guys' voice. Oh, dude, that would be fantastic. You know what? I think I'm going to suggest that to Eddie. Yeah. Okay. What would Eddie say here? Insert inappropriate joke now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll just like review something ridiculous, like a, a watch along for a match or something. And I don't know. We'll review like one of the Halloween Havocs. Yeah. And just have AI do the whole show for us. That would be so fun. Because you know he has AI do his intro now. Yeah, I know. She does the uh, CM Punk. Well, it's a mimic or a gimmick. or a, It's a knockoff of CM Punk's thing of I'm old, I'm tired, I'm sick. Yes. I work with children. I'm working with children. Yeah, he, he had AI do that for him. Because apparently using his own voice for that little bit is just way too much to ask of Eddie. Gotta save energy. Yes, conserve your energy, exactly. Also, check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. And, Scott, I'll just take it this week. Check out our our buddy Jason Wolf. You usually do this. I'm not used to this. Yeah, this is great. I'm going to just put my feet up, kick back, relax, let you take roll call. Also, uh, check out Jason's custom chop shop where he's doing custom figures. Beautiful Hasbro-style figures. They're gorgeous over there. So, anyways, check out Wolf's Chop Shop, and that's Jason W-U-L-F. Check him out on all social medias, Jason Wolf, W-U-L-F. Yeah, his custom Hasbros are sweet, dude. You know the coolest ones that he did? Uh, the Road Warriors and the uh, Zubaz? Nope, the ones of you and I. Oh, those are, dude, those are tits. Yeah, yeah, those are the best. Yeah, and we, actually, the ha- best. we actually have tits, like man boobs and stuff. <laughs> if I had to make one complaint about them, mine were not big enough. <laughs> Feed me more Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) 
the pepperoni also, nipples weren't big enough. <laughs> also, you guys know where to find our stuff. You've heard it on the past 386 episodes. So you guys know where to find us. Just do a Google search. Also, you can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, we don't have much this show. Everybody's gearing up for San Diego Comic-Con. It's right around the corner. NECA actually dropped some San Diego Comic-Con stuff today. Did oh, you they see did. They did. I saw the, um, the, the pizza delivery guy from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Yes. Yeah, I saw that one with the scooter. That's badass. Yeah, the dude from Home Alone. Pizza delivery guy from Home Alone, right? Mm, no. Oh, that, that wasn't him? No, that's no. This oh. is from the Turtles movie, dude. Oh. Although uh, that would have been awesome. Have a crossover? <laughs> well, he didn't drive a little scooter. Oh, that's true. He had like a car, because remember he kept knocking over the, the sculpture in front of the house? That's true, and it's December in Chicago, which is freezing cold. Right, right. The roads are very slick. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you got to be careful with that. But no, no, no. It's the, the pizza delivery guy from the Turtles movie. Yes, him. Yes, that guy. They also had an ALF San Diego Comic-Con, which I got today. Oh, nice. So what is the... De- I haven't seen that yet. What's the design on him? So it's him going to San Diego Comic-Con. Nice. It's got a San Diego Comic-Con backpack. It's got a video camera. Yeah, it's just ALF going to San Diego Comic-Con. and. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm a sucker. I got yeah, it. Hey, and it's Alf, dude. Yeah, I know. You had like... me at Melmac. <laughs> exactly. So, yes, everybody's gearing up for San Diego Comic-Con. Also, Steve Ozer is mad at us still, so there's no questions from the Wrestling Figs message boards. Ooh, see, here's the problem. He gave us like four of them last week. And he's like, you know what? That was too much for one week. You know what? That was four too many. Yeah, exactly. Or two too many. So he doubled up. And basically, we got two weeks worth in one week. So yeah. we're cut off again, apparently. Yeah. So there's actually, I'll just get right into it. The only news this week was from Rush Collectibles. They are, follow them on Instagram. They are showing off their next series of Ringmasters. They did show off their first figure of James Storm on their page. So go check that out on Rush Collectibles. It's a really good looking Hasbro style James Storm figure. So check it out, Rush Collectibles. Nice. So current look, James Storm? Yes. Awesome. Yep. Dude, you know to be badass, get a Chris Harris. Uh, I think somebody does have Chris Harris, question mark? Oh, really? I think so. Oh, I wish it was Rush, because that'd be awesome to get an AMW. I think there is a Chris Harris coming, but hold off on that. But I, th- I think we've talked about that. I think there is a Chris Harris. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Scott, last week we mentioned a TV show about a robot girl. Yes. I, I vaguely remember this. And I forgot to put the name down of the show in the notes. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Hold on. Hold on. Computing. <laughs> You're so thorough. I was like, okay, cool. He's going to have the name of it. <laughs> That'll like jog my memory. But oh yeah, I remember that. Computing. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> hold on. Uh, the show was called Small Wonder. Small Wonder. And that was the robot girl. That was the robot girl. Got it. I just remember that it was a robot girl that followed this kid around inside the house. It was weird. Just followed the kid around? I thought so. Didn't she? So this is like Megan, but in the 80s. Megan who? So Megan was a movie that came out three or four months ago? Five, oh. six months ago? Something like that? Didn't see it. Okay. It's about a, like an AI doll. Oh. But it's like a full grown, like a little girl. 
and she becomes protective, overly protective of the kid who has her. Starts ah. killing people, and so that would be like a modern day version of the Robot Girl show. I'm too busy watching Beavis and Butthead and Righteous Gemstones now. Dude, Righteous Gemstones, right? Yeah, it's such a great show. It's amazing. Yeah, Beavis and Butthead too. Beavis and Butthead too. Always good. They've been good since the '90s. Uh, Scott, did you get anything else, by the way, from this past week? Uh, let's see. I did pre-order Low Light. From the G.I. Joe Classifieds, again, just being super selective, they had, I think it was three figures. Three, sir. Go three, up. Sir. It was Grunt, a Snow Serpent, and Low Light. And Low Light was really the only one out of the three. Grunt was one of the original G.I. Joe figures I owned, but I never really liked the character all that much. So I passed on him. But Low Light's always been one of those awesome. He's like the sniper of the group. So I always liked his figure. So I had to get that one. He's just an awesome figure. So basically, I've over the last two weeks, I've pre-ordered two G.I. Joes and left uh, three or four on the table. So I'm, I'm collecting way less G.I. Joe than I was before. I wasn't being a completist, but just being way more selective. Okay. So that's what you got this past week? Yeah, that was it. Just that one pre-order. So <coughs> I haven't purchased any, but I've been looking at cards lately. And I was telling you this before the show. You're getting the itch, dude. I don't know if I'm getting the itch, but what I find fun is opening cards with you. It was just, it brings back that nostalgic feeling of sitting at mom and dad's house and sitting in that middle tier, opening up 89 upper deck or 88 Donruss or 87 tops or whatever it is, you know? Come on, give me that Billy Ripken F face card. <laughs> exactly, dude. It just brings back that happy feeling. So anyways, I was on Panini's website because Panini just dropped uh, some new cards this past week. They're called Rev WWE Revolution cards, and they're beautiful. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, and I'm like, man, I would love those cards. Okay, I'm going to jump in on some of these. So I go to jump in on them. Card gets declined. I have four boxes at checkout. I'm like, okay, well, that shouldn't be happening. Try again. Card gets declined. I was like, well, that shouldn't be happening. Try again on PayPal. Didn't go through. I was like, well, that shouldn't be happening. I was like, oh, this ain't good. So anyways, for some reason, because I'm not used to purchasing from Panini and my bank account saw that, they decided that it, they weren't going to allow the transaction to go through. While I'm on the phone with them, uh, six minutes later, Panini sold out of all cases of those WWE Revolution figures. So in actuality... Cards. Uh, cards, sorry. <laughs> Been talking figures for 387 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I was kind of happy I didn't get those. But at the same time, there's a happy nostalgia that comes over opening up cards with you. And I was looking forward to opening these up. Because what if we hit the big card in this thing is called a Kaboom. And I was thinking, like, what if we got a Andre the Giant Kaboom? Or what if we got a Stone Cold Kaboom or a, a, a Hogan Kaboom? You know, that would be so awesome, you know, celebrating, you know, like looking for that Griffey 89 upper deck. There's something about the cards and the nostalgia of it that I would look forward to. But at the same time, I saved myself about 360 bucks on four <laughs> cases. Yeah. It's just like, did the bank do me a favor? <laughs> was I just about to get a whole case of like Eugene and like they just <laughs> saved me a bunch of money should I thank them oh I did get my uh, Tony Norris aka Ahmed Johnson Hasbro style figure from Grapple. oh the grapplers and gimmicks yeah from Hassle Toys and dude I like it 
But you didn't open it, right? You just got one. Uh, sure. But anyways, I'm like, I love, <laughs> I love this thing, dude. This thing is cool. Like, I love it, dude. It's it's Ahmed Johnson. The card art is beautiful. So do you think, assuming he does a signing like a WrestleCon or something, is that one that you're going to try to get signed? Yes. Okay. Got Depend it. Depending on if he does. Okay. Yeah, because I don't see Ahmed Johnson on many flyers for shows. No. Or for autograph signings. And you know what's funny, dude, is this is how much of a, a dork I am. I've actually considered getting tickets to go to Detroit just for nails. And then oh, get oh. Ob- obviously get tickets for SummerSlam because that's why I would be like, oh, okay, that'd be cool. You know, met nails and then go to SummerSlam. You know, that'd be cool. It'd be a cool little weekend right there. That wouldn't suck at all. Yeah, exactly. But I don't have anything for nails to sign. I don't have a card at Hasbro unless I get a card case signed. That'd be cool. Well, the way I would be looking at it is you just saved yourself $360 on four cases of cards or four boxes of cards. Invest that into a Hasbro Nails. I could see his prices going up on those on eBay. Well, I don't know how quickly uh, Canix Nails Bendy is going to be available. I could do that. Yeah, I know that he said that they were going to try to get it in before that event. And, man, he is a go-getter, to say the he least. He is. He is. That dude, if he says he's going to do it, man, he does it. So I would actually bet, yes, that figure, that Bendy, is going to be available before the Nails appearance. So I would get your pre-order in on that, get your order in, and then take that with you to Detroit, because here's another reason to go to Detroit. Detroit-style pizza rules, dude. Uh, Detroit-style is good. I like it. Good. It's not- it's not my favorite, but it's good. I like it. Them are fighting words, dude. Yeah, I take it you're a sucker for Detroit style? Oh, it's that crispy edge. Oh. That crispy edge around the pizza, the square cut. Oh, I love Detroit style. There's a really good place in Oakland called Square Pie Squ- Guys. Square Pie Guys. Yep. Amazing, dude. It's one of the best pizzas I've ever had in my life. Okay. Hair Pie Guys. Got it. <laughs> that's a different club oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) and also i did pre-order axe and smash from the major pod the big bendy guys or the big uh rubber guys the big rubber guys that's awesome dude they're out of my price range unfortunately unlimited funds that would be a no-brainer for me those are they look so good Two things sold me on it. One, how they look in that they come with the masks. And two, Canik sold me on them. So when he had the prototype in hand last week, I wish we were recording like video. People could have seen that. But yeah, it was really, really cool seeing the figures. It was almost like that was the part where I was like, okay, I'm getting this. Yeah. And where he had me too was that they waited until they had the right rubbery feel to those LJNs. Because you can notice when you pick up, say, the Young Bucks quote-unquote LJN figures that they came out with a few years ago. Few, gosh, four or five years ago. Yeah. Then you compare them to the original San Francisco Toy Makers. Then you compare it to the LJN. You can definitely feel a difference across those those figures in terms of the way the rubber feels. So the fact that Canik went and did all that work to make sure that it had that right LJN feel, everything about the process was right. And then when you see the finished product, you're like, dude, he completely corrected a huge oversight on LJN's part slash Grand Toys part of not completing the demolition team. Not having Smash was, and I know I've ranted about this so many times on this show, but dude, for playtime, that was a killer. 
Mm-hmm. You had to get creative, and I did. You know, you team Warlord with Axe and Powers of Demolition. You know, we've talked about that. But it was such a... Uh, I don't even know if it was an oversight. It was just, ah, uh, they're fine. It reminds me of that movie Elf, <laughs> where they, they're, they're doing the children's books. And they leave out a section of the book, and it's like... Even the older guy comes in and he's like, how is a kid supposed to read this? And like, they're going to notice that this part's missing. That was me as a kid. I never had Barbarian. I never had Smash. And that was always a killer for playtime. Like I wanted those two teams complete. So fingers crossed that Kanik does have power because he wouldn't tip his hand last week. All we had to go off of was his response. But you've got to think that if now they're correcting the wrongs, that LJN slash Grand Toys threw our way. We already got smashed to complete demolition and they are beautiful figures. You've got to think we're going to get Powers of Pain and it won't be Warlord in his stupid trunks. It will be Warlord with the Powers of Pain tights. Well, he said if they were available to him, from what he said. Yes. Yeah, if they were available to him, insert Steve quote. But you've got to draw lines to what they did right out of the gate. You know, you're going to get Myers and Cardona right out of the gate, but then right behind that is Demolition. And they're LJN style, dude. They're all yeah. about like, they're like the, the Flash movie, right? They're like Flash running back in time to correct things. Like that's <laughs> kind of what Kanek did. He ran back in time, set the timeline correct, and boom, here we are in 2023 with Smash LJN figures. It, well, I'm sorry, big rubber guys figures in hand. And I think it's fantastic. And to kind of give LJN a nice little kick in the nuts, they included the mask. All right, Scott, I'm going to play a new game with you. So what, you, what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to give you one name of a figure. Okay. And it's five slots. It's going to be five figures. You have to blindly rank this figure where it would rank in one, two, three, four, or five. You don't know what the next figure is behind it. Oh, snap. Okay. Okay. Okay, got it. Okay, so I'm getting a uh, pen and paper here. And I'm going one through five. Yep. So I'm going to give you the first name and you got to tell me, is it, would you rank it one, two, three, or four or five, but you don't know what the next name is. So. Okay. Now it's a specific figure. Well, it's just wrestling figures. Right, 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 right. But I'm saying like, for example, uh, Diesel Ultimate from the new gen arena. Like it oh, would be a very specific it, figure. It would it's be not a sp- just a name. You're correct. 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 Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. Got it. So, so the first figure I'm going to give you, British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith Deluxe Classic in the blue. Mm. Okay. Number five. Okay, I'm stopping this game right now. Dude, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? I, dude, I really like that figure, and I know it's one of your favorites. I'm stopping um, this. I mean, I could have been an a-hole and ranked him seven. Well, it's, it doesn't go up to seven. It's one through five. I'm part of the show, too. I could put him wherever I want. The show's over. Your show's done forever. (laughs) (laughs) That was the nail in the coffin. Davey Boy Smith at five. I am Jeff from TV Toycast. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right, I have the power of two two toy podcasts. We're putting swords together. Now we're sword fighting. Wait, Uh, what? What? Next figure. That is also at Hair Pie, guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next figure, Macho Man Ultimate, where he is reminiscent to his Hasbro, where he's in the white and the... Oh, yeah, that's one of my regret figures. Remember, seeing him at Lodi Con? You had him for 30 right there, dude. I was so pissed, and I'm like, all right, 
Let me just make sure they don't have anything else that I want. And I'm going to come back, came back, gone. One of my uh, huge regrets in figure collecting. Um, man, I really like that figure. I love when Mattel does love letters because they are always home runs. And that figure is such a home run that I'm going to put it at number three. Number three. I'm okay. also writing this down. All right. Andre Elite 100. Oh, man. I'm trying to wait to see. like, But you're starting to hit like almost perfect figures. And that, to me, is an almost perfect figure. Do not put... You better have a really, really good one behind this. I'm going to put that one at number two. Number two. All right. Okay. Next up. Axe LJN. <laughs> Number four. All right. And last one, Tom Zink Galoob. I hate you <laughs> so much. <laughs> so much. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Damn, dude, you really botched that one, man. <laughs> <laughs> you must be so embarrassed. You just completely set me up. I kind of did, yeah. Kind of? Like, okay, maybe I did, yeah. I'm not even taking notes anymore. Okay, I actually had one more for you, but this one was Taco Bell menu items. Oh, okay. Well, this, this list is garbage because let me <laughs> now recap what would be my top five figures off of your list. Tom Zink Galoob at number one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, to those tuning in today, who thought they were going to hear the name Tom Zink? Or even have the Tom Zink Galoob mentioned. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, so number one is Tom Zink Galoob. Number two is Andre Elite 100. Number three is Macho Man Ultimate, reminiscent of his uh, Hasbro look. Number four is Axe LJN. And number five is Davy Boy Smith Deluxe Classic. And I would also like to announce right now that Tom Zink Galoob will be the headliner in our Hall of Fame thanks to Scott next year because it's his number one figure. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. You wow, can hear I... people unsubscribing. <laughs> Why would they do that? Oh, Jesus. I'm back, everybody. Oh, good. Scott, Tom Zinkaloob, number one, huh? Yeah, how about that? Ah, that's interesting. Yeah. And Axe LJN, number four. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, did, everybody miss, did everybody miss me? Yeah, KBW, everybody missed you. People were putting your uh, your face and your name on milk cartons, uh, flyers on telephone poles. Yes, I heard. I heard. Yeah. I heard I heard I was quite uh, quite popular. Yeah, we thought you were headed to Wembley. No, no, not yet. That's too early. I actually took a trip with Stu, not Stu, the uh, the roommate, but Stu, my horse. Oh, Stu, your stallion. Yeah, Stu, the stallion. Um, him and I went down to uh, El Segundo, California. You went to El Segundo? El Segundo. I once lost my wallet in El Segundo. Uh, it happens. It does happen. And uh, I put in an application at Mattel. You applied at Mattel? Yes, and I got the job. You're now a Mattel employee. I was a Mattel employee. Oh, so you got a job at Mattel. Yes. And promptly lost a job at Mattel. Yes. KBW, was it because you were stalking Steve Ozer trying to hand him the letter? See, that's the thing. I didn't consider it stalking. HR did. 
Oh, I see. Yeah, they have this thing called human resources. I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is a it, lot of companies have that. So anyways, I went and I would walk by Steve's office numerous, numerous times during the day. Again, they said it was stocking. I just had to go to the bathroom. And I promptly dropped my letter. And uh, anyways, yeah, that happened. So I quickly lost my job at Mattel. Got it. So uh, KBW, a lot of people don't know this, but you have IBS. Yes, Irritable true. bowel syndrome. So that is why you had to keep going to the bathroom. But it also helped because you were trying to get Steve's attention. Correct. Kept dropping yeah. the letter. Right. Eh, he didn't. He didn't take the letter. So drop the letter. Drop a deuce. Walk back to your desk. Drop the letter. Drop a deuce. No, no, no I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have a desk. I was out on the floor. Oh, out on the floor. I was out on the floor. I see. So you were standing a lot. Well, no. When I met out on the floor, like my coworkers hated me and they would knock me out and then I fall to the floor. Oh, oh, I see. Yes. So if anyways, you only knew about HR ahead of them firing you, maybe you could have filed a complaint for people knocking you out. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is, a, this is a great story. So anyways, yes, I'm back. Did, did you get to have any words with Steve Ozer while you were there? No, no, they escorted me out. HR escorted me out quickly. Oh, got it. So how long were you actually working there? Two, maybe three hours. Got it. So in the space of two or three hours, you made multiple trips to the bathroom Dropped your letter multiple times yes. and got knocked out a few times by yes. coworkers. Yes. They said I was annoying. Got it. Man, I don't know where they would get that from. Yes. But let's go back to this Tom Zank being number one, huh? <laughs> yeah. You've been gone for like a month and that's what you want to focus on. I, I heard you guys uh, had your Hall of Fame and uh, that that sucked. You guys had your Hall of Fame. I should have been. I, I should have been one of the inductors. Oh, well, maybe next year. I mean, you did leave, so we weren't able to get you on to be an inductor, you know. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, I'm back, and I'm going to go watch. Uh, what's i, I got to figure out what Stu's watching. He's watched a, quite a few episodes of stuff. Yeah, he was watching Dynasty, and then he was watching... Uh, At, out of This uh, World with the girl that... Yes, Out of This World, right. Yes, yes. And then I, uh, I think he said he, you mentioned Alf, but I told him that you were a terrible human being and we shouldn't watch Alf. Oh. Oh. Well, I, I mean, I enjoy it. Um, one that you may want to recommend to him, KBW, are the Jane Fonda workout tapes that were very popular in the 80s. There's yes. a lot of stretching going on in there, and I know Stu really enjoys the stretching. Oh, so. still, still loves the stretchings. He does. And one, one more question, KBW. Yes. Was it, uh, when you went to El Segundo... Did you travel with the horse in like a vehicle and like the horse was in a trailer? Or did you ride Stu the Stallion all the way to El Segundo? No, Stu rode all the way down to El Segundo. I'd stick a gas can up his ass and then that's how he would fuel up. Oh. That's what they do at the Kentucky Derby. Uh, Oh. Yeah, gas can. I learned something new every day. I had no idea. In the ass. Just right in there. Just here you go. A mixture of water and energy drinks. I see. I see. I'm surprised I've never seen that at a gas pump before. Uh, what, a horse? Right. I mean, just like rolling up to 7-Eleven to get gas or whatever. You know, and there's some dude with a horse there with a, a thing. Boom. Right into the anus and just. Yep. Horse number 87 and hit go. 87. That's high octane shit right there, dude. <laughs> I mean, That's like. That's like number 9,200, you know? <laughs> wow. 
You learn something new every day. I, I was not aware of this. So anyways, I'm back. I'm going to go watch uh, whatever Stu's watching now. Hopefully I can get him to switch over to the Jane Fonda stuff so we can do the stretchings. There you go. Yeah, get that stretching in. Goodbye, everybody. I'm back. Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> KBW's back. <laughs> Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's <laughs> back? <laughs> That's going to go on his record. Guess who's back? <laughs> da, da, da. Anyways, KBW's back. <laughs> oh, good. That that made my evening. Oh, good. Well, <clears throat> that should get you ready for uh, Taco Bell blind reaction or blindly rankings then. Yes, Taco Bell blind rankings. Now, is this a comprehensive list of everything that's ever been on their menu or are you doing current menu items? Uh, current menu items. <clears throat> current menu items. Okay. For the record, Jeff, the Inchirito is a current menu item. Uh, yes, it is. Okay. Just making sure you knew. Okay. All right. Blindly ranking one, two, three, four, or five. Mexican pizza. That's easily number one. Without a doubt, huh? Oh, the, the best Taco Bell menu item ever of all time. The Undisputed King. It's easily number one. All right. Second item. Crunchwrap Supreme. Ooh, the crunch wrap. Crunch wrap is good, but crunch wrap is not a go-to for me. I would say that even for the cheese it model that I tried last year at that that tester Taco Bell. You know what? I'm going to go number 4 on the crunch wrap. Number 4 on the crunch wrap. Okay. Next up, the Dorito Nachos Locos Taco. Ooh, that one's good. So we're doing the nacho flavored one. Because do you remember they had a Cool Ranch at one point? Well, the Cool Ranch isn't on the menu anymore, is it? Unfortunately, no. They took it away. But I actually like the Cool Ranch better than the Nacho one. But the Nacho Dorito Loco Taco is excellent. I'm going to put that at number three. Number three? All right. Beefy five-layer burrito. That's Peyton's current favorite. But this is yours. Yes. I, I like that one, but I rarely get it. I'm going to put that at number five. Okay. And last one is the Enchiritos. Oh, Enchiritos number two. That's easy, dude, right there. All right, that's a solid one. Way better than Tom Zink being at number <laughs> one. Nothing against Tom Zink, but, dude, his Galoob number one is hilarious. Wow. It, like, if you were to look at my top five wrestlers <laughs> or top five wrestling figures and the top five menu items at Taco Bell, Tom Zink would be the most basic of everything. <laughs> well, let me cl- let me clarify. The Tom Zink Galoob figure would be the most basic of everything. White dude with long dark hair, white trunks, white boots, and a Greg the Hammer Valentine pose. And no knee pads. No knee pads. And Tom Zink wore knee pads. Basic, basic, basic figure. Yep. Like easily the most basic of the the entire Galoob line. And that includes Doom and their sweatpants. Correct. So, yeah. But that apparently is my number one figure out of Andre Elite 100, Macho Man Ultimate from the Hasbro, Axe LJN, and Deluxe Classic Superstars, Davey Boy Smith. Tom Zink is head and shoulders above <laughs> those other four figures. I agree. That's actually a good call. You're, yeah. I actually have, aside from Davey Boy being number five, I actually don't have a problem with your list. 
Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. I purposely left Tom Zink to the end. Anyway. Yeah, I'm sure that you did. I'm sure that you did. You knew that I was hedging my bets that there was going to be a solid number one coming. Little did I suspect that your last one was going to be a solid number two. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Unlike what you get at Taco Bell, there's no such thing as a solid number two. <laughs> Ever. All right, that rounds out the beginning of the show because there was no news aside from the James Storm thing. Yeah, we're going to finish strong, speaking uh, of hair pie guys. <laughs> Let's jump over to Elite Series 88 in the stalls segment. Before we get into Elite Series 88, we want everybody to head on over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Over there, you can find almost every wrestling figure ever made over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. But what we want you to do this week is we want you guys to go over there, go to the WWE Main Elite Line section, head on over to 51 to 100, scroll down to the series, and click on 88. It will display all the figures that Scott's about to talk about tonight. Again, that's all over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. All right, Scott, what you got for Elite Series 88? Yes, sir. WWE Mattel Elite Series 88 consisted of Kushida. He was packaged with, as you put it, Jeff, on your notes, Doc Brown glasses. Yes, yes. A soft goods denim jacket, poly pocket style orange vest. And he was packaged looking at, and these are in your notes, Jeff, Package looking at his wrist tape. Well, yes, because he was always part of the time splitters and he's yes. a huge Back to the Future fan. So put a lot of Back to the Future little uh, stuff in there. Yep. Kind of like the Back to the Future poster with uh, Michael J. Fox looking at his wrist, ready yep. to go back in time. That's kind of how Kushida is packaged. And Jeff, uh, for the record, who was the other half of the time splitters? That was Alex Shelley. Current Impact Champion. That is correct. Next up, MVP. He was in his black gear, had gold chain accessories. Next up, as you put here in the notes, Jeff, one-eyed Rey Mysterio. <laughs> this was after uh, Seth Rollins viciously took out his eyeball. Good old one-eyed Rey. Went back in the day. You don't say. You just might. Wait, that didn't make sense. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways. I just may. <laughs> I just may. <laughs> Rey was in his blue gear, red boots. And had a Polly Pocket style Rey Mysterio shirt. Matt Riddle, he was in orange trunks with bro across the front. Came packaged with a hat, soft goods shirt, and flip-flops. Roman Reigns, soft goods head of the table shirt, SmackDown title. Trish Stratus, she was your variant in this series. Both versions came with a long black soft goods entrance jacket and a hat. Regular version of Trish was black and pink gear with a pink hat. Variant was Trish in her WrestleMania 18 outfit with a white hat. And last but certainly not least, a name that I would have never guessed would show up in the Mattel series of figures, the Zodiac. He was your retail exclusive from Target. He came with an extra Zodiac head, was in white and black gear. And Jeff, that rounds out Mattel WWE Elite Series 88. Favorite figure in this series? Man, I gotta go Kushida. I was torn between Kushida and Zodiac. Yeah, both of the that would definitely be one and two for me as well. Uh, easily the worst, and I don't normally pick a worst. That Trish is horrible. Yeah, bad face on that. 
Oh my good. Blow up Daltrish. That just is not good. Uh, number three for me would be MVP. I really like the sculpt on that MVP. I think it's spot on. The figure's outstanding. But man, it's that Trish. Ugh. And what's bad is they did her in her WrestleMania 18 gear. Yeah. Which is great. She was in her hometown. That could have easily been a home run figure in this, but they just they completely botched that. I don't know what they were going for, but it was a complete swing and a miss. We don't say that very often about Mattel. Normally with their elites, they are incredible. But man, you gotta call them out every now and then, and that Trish is just bad. But as bad as that Trish is, Zodiac and Kushida are that good. Yeah. Man, the pandemic years were chaotic, weren't they, man? We had Seth ripping eyeballs out. <laughs> Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton doing some Brazzer stuff. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Man, it was crazy times during the pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty nuts. Yeah, think <laughs> about it, dude. We had all this stuff going on. Hell, dude, this was crazy. <laughs> Ray Mysterio getting his eye taken out, though. Just come on, man. I know. That was ridiculous, right? Yeah. Oh, gosh. But you know what? If they were going to try stuff, that was the time to do it. It was during the pandemic. Why not? Throw it against the wall and see what sticks. Exactly. Exactly. All right. I've got some eBay prices. I'm hoping to get this Kushida signed here because Kushida's going to be here in a couple weeks. He's going to be over at West Coast Pro. Uh, what color paint pen? <sighs> TBD right now. Got it. You'd think maybe orange. Maybe white. But, oh, white would be good. Yeah, because it's a lot of dark colors. But yes. he's got the white trunks on, though. It depends on where he signs it. If he keeps it up top, it would look good because he's got the the denim vest. He's got the orange jacket. Go yellow, dude. Eh, I don't know. Yellow's almost like a too big of contrast, if that makes sense. Yeah, but like you said, depending on where he signs it, if he goes over where the tights and the boots are, because that's all, like his entire lower half is essentially white. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, and plus yellow would really pop, dude. Off of the, the denim vest, the orange vest, or the denim jacket, the orange vest. I, I really think yellow would pop nicely. Hey. Hey, oh, oh, good. I didn't realize we were talking about stretching already. Hey. I went to my first baseball game the other day. Oh, you did? Well, welcome to the show, Stu. I'm, hey, I'm yeah. glad that you're awake and were able to, to hey, come yeah. talk to us. Thank you. KBW's back. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. He, he came back. He... Uh, had a little excursion down to El Segundo and got hired and fired promptly at Mattel. Yeah, three hours. Yeah, three hours. Gas can and stallion's ass. Yeah. <laughs> Gas in the ass. I, I I had no idea. I really didn't know that. High octane shit. Got it. Anyways, got I it. went to my first baseball game and uh, down the right field line in the bullpen area. And, uh, yeah. And uh, there were guys getting up, getting ready to throw, and they were stretching out and, yeah, that's where they do all their stretching right there, Stu. So anyways, uh, boy, that Oakland Coliseum's a dump. <laughs> it's a real shithole, Stu. Shit You're right hole. about that. Shithole, yes. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. It is it's horrible. All right. I'm going to go watch uh, a new show. I don't know what I'm going to watch. Uh, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Did KBW tell you about the Jane Fonda tapes? I've already watched those many, many a times. Oh, you have? yeah, I should have yeah. guessed that. I should have yeah, guessed that. Yeah, yeah. I think I may watch Small Wonder. Small Wonder, okay. Yeah, robots. Robots, yeah, hey. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good robot? Uh, robots, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go watch Small Wonder. Enjoy, Stu. Thank you. All right. Enjoy your uh, your show. Thank you. Ah, uh, yes, yes. I'm going to I'm gonna go probably watch Small Wonder and play on my, my car mobile device. 
Your car, your car mobile device. Will you, you enjoy that, Stu? Thank you, thank you. All right, have fun. Thank you. All right, Kushida. I should have told him, Jeff. The A's are about to stretch their legs and head to Las Vegas. Oh, well done, dude. You missed your chance, dude. Why is I it? A- did. I did. I think Stu would have enjoyed that one. Damn it! It's always what? when they leave. That's Why when you is, get the good stuff in your head. I know. That's like when you start thinking about an argument that you had, and you're like, damn it, I wish I would have said this. Yeah, dude, back in eighth grade, I would have totally told that guy. <laughs> Kushida with the Doc Brown glasses, soft goods, denim jacket, Polly Pocket style, orange vest, package looking at his wrist tape. Last old eBay listing was June 21st for 1995. MVP with the gold chains last sold eBay listing was June 12th for $8 and 88 cents on three bids. That's interesting. Elite 88, $8, 88 Wow. That's actually a good point. I never even thought of that. Hmm. Good old one-eyed Ray Mysterio, Polly pocket Ray shirt. Last sold eBay listing was, I meant June 19th, not July 19th. Seller wanted 1999, but accepted $15. Yeah. Ain't nobody paying 20 bucks for a one-eyed figure. But 15, that's way more acceptable. Exactly. It's almost half the price. Right. Yes. (laughs) Matt Riddle with the hat, soft goods shirt, flip-flops last sold. eBay listing was June 8th for $39.99 on a buy it now. Roman Reigns, head of the table t-shirt, SmackDown title last sold. I put July again. Dude, you're all about time travel in this one, apparently. Kushida leads off and boom, we're all over the map here. I guess so. Roman Reigns, head of the table t-shirt, SmackDown title, last sold eBay listing June 15th for $15 on one bid. Trish Stratus, which was the variant. Regular was Trish in black and pink. Variant was her in her WrestleMania 18 outfit. For the regular, last sold eBay listing was June 13th for $13.99. The variant sold on June 14th for $15 on a buy it now. And the Zodiac with the extra Zodiac head, last sold eBay listing, I put July again. God damn it. <laughs> wow. I didn't even catch that when I was reading through the notes, but that's hilarious. Last old eBay listing on June 18th for $45 on a buy it now. That is a really good figure, that Zodiac. That's it outstanding. Is. That's a damn good figure. I'm back. Oh, I'm back. good. You're back. Yes. By the way, while I was writing down to El Segundo, I actually listened to a lot of podcasts, and I, I noticed you guys made fun of me a lot when I left the show. That was mostly Jeff. No, it was you too. It was you too. Did I also? I'm sorry. Yes. I mean, I'm not, but I, I kind of am. It was kind of comical, but at the same time, I was highly offended. Well, here, I thought you were going to drown on the way to Wembley, so I didn't think you were going to come back. Oh, no, it's not my time to go there. I listened to other podcasts on my way down there. I also listened to this uh, Stolen Gimmicks with Jordan and Joe. Oh, yeah? Did you enjoy that? I did. I did. Uh, but they have a link tree, and they didn't have an OnlyFans, so I was disappointed. Every time I see a link tree, I always think there's going to be an OnlyFans, but there wasn't an OnlyFans. You would be interested in, in getting Jordan's OnlyFans? Uh, yeah, I always support creators. Oh, I see. Okay, good for you, KBW. Yeah, I support creators on OnlyFans. Good for you. That's, that's why you, creators is a good word. That's why you have no money. Yeah, you're. <laughs> that's why he's not paying rent. That's why he's not paying rent. He subscribed to 108 OnlyFans. <laughs> Lot of nudes, lot of nudes. <laughs> it's for the stallion, I bet. He's got to get all that gas out of his ass somehow. Yeah. By the way, Mandy Rose subscribed. <laughs> I'm, she has a link tree. Every I, I like seeing these link trees. 
Always leads to what is a link tree? I have no idea what this is. So people will put all of their all their socials in one thing, and they call it a link tree. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. And so a lot of these uh, people that do OnlyFans, a lot of these creators, they have a link tree, so they have their Instagram and their OnlyFans. So I'm always willing to support the uh, the creators. The creators, yes. Yes. Good for you, KBW. Thank you. You keep your your local BK in business. Yes. And you and you keep your OnlyFans creators in business. Good for you. Yeah, and I heard you met my brother. Yeah, uh, d- uh, WBK? Yes. By the way, he just changed his name. He changed his name? Yes, he is now known as Wilford Brimley because that's the guy that does the diabetes, and for some reason he had it as my parents named him Walter, but he didn't want to be Walter. He wanted to be Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley ki- kindly. Ki- kindly, yes. Got it. Yeah. So, anyways, he changed his name to Wilford Brimley. I see. Well, he's very kind. He is. Very kind. He's a very nice kid. He is. Yes. Anyways, we enjoyed his company. Yes, he was. Uh, he really missed me. My parents, not so much. They didn't call me on my car phone once. Your your kicks? Your my T-Mobile sidekick, yes. Sidekick, yes. That's yes. the word I was looking for. Your sidekick, right. A.K.A. car phone. Car phone, right. Stallion no phone, phone. calls, huh? No from... St- stallion phone. The stallion phone. Where do you keep it on the stallion? Uh, in the saddle. In the saddle, of course. Or I wear a holster. That's all I wear. Uh, oh. A holster. I put my T-Mobile sidekick in the holster and that's it. And you, you ride the horse bareback. Yes. No no saddle on the horse. No saddle. I mean, look, you don't see that on Yellowstone, right? I mean, KBW is just, he's next level. I've ridden the Yellowstone before. Oh, you have? Yes, with oh, Stu. Oh, good for you. Oh. Stu, Stu's got some miles on him. I guess so. Yes. Using good. the good gas there. Yeah, he's a good kid. <laughs> Anyways, we got to round out the show. Get out of here. Yeah. Idiot. Yeah. I heard that. <laughs> I'm off to Taco Bell. I saw Scott's list and I'm going to get each item in the ranking order. Get three of each. Okay. Yeah. The cat boxes are getting used tonight. <laughs> Jeff won't clean it. Uh, no, he has to. <laughs> I, and I don't help supply cat litter because I'm too busy spending money on people's OnlyFans. <laughs> on the create, creators, right. On the creators' OnlyFans. Yes, the creators. <laughs> Your local BK, Taco Bell, and the creators yes. is where KBW's money goes. Yes. Yes, that's it. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go now. Enjoy the rest of your show. I'm going to go relax. I'm, I'm so happy it's, you're, it was t- you're back. It was tough working those three hours. Yeah, yeah, try eight. It's 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 brutal, dude. I'm glad you only had to put in three. Who would do that shit? Yeah. Yeah. Who would want to do that? Jesus Christ. Right. Anyways, bye, everybody. Oh, boy. <laughs> Guess who's back. God damn it. Now I have that song stuck in my head. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's just jump into the listener segment. Uh, Scott, we've got Justin Summers up first. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my monthly question. You know, I'm kind of looking around my office right now, and much like you guys, I have a ton of signed figures. Maybe not as much as you guys, but, you know, it's crazy to think that, you know, prior to, like, 2018, I didn't have any signed figures. Technically, I I think, actually, I'm going to correct myself, I I, I did have one. My very first one was uh, Johnny Gargano's... uh, first figure his the nxt takeover figure uh his 
that was like you know that kind of like basic it was that nxt line and cool thing is since then because at that time i did not know how great paint pens were and i got that signed through a friend uh that is one of johnny gargano's best friends it was done in sharpie and since then i have got it redone in paint but my question for you guys is what is your favorite signed figure so before I sat down to record this. I looked around my office and I was trying to figure out like which, which which one is my favorite. The first one that came to mind is I have Danny from Last Action Hero figure signed, but it's not signed by the actor. It is signed by Matt Cardona because as a kid, when he had his fig fed, that's who he used to represent him. But If I put it in the context of, okay, there's a fire in our apartment and I can only grab one figure, which one am I taking? And at first I was thinking the Johnny Gargano, but I, I went another way still has a a local connection to me. And that is my signed Dr. Britt Baker chase, her first chase figure. And for me, I, I bought that for my birthday last year. And then a few months later, she made a surprise appearance to AIW that I kind of knew about or kind of figured out was happening. So I had the figure in my car waiting for the end of the show. But yeah, that's what I would pick. What would you guys pick? I will take your answers off the air. And oh, by the way, Jeff, um, did you know it was seven years ago today as of this recording that the Cleveland Cavaliers had their championship parade from when they beat the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals. You know, Game 7 came back from being down 3-1. to one. Wasn't sure if you knew that. So, And if this gets played today on the show, then, uh, yeah, you'll be recording on, on, on said day, seven years ago, when that happened. But anyway, love you guys, and I'll catch you next month. I'm editing out that last part. That's what's happening. I'm editing <laughs> that out. Still too soon, Jeff? These... Fans win one championship. <laughs> My God. Here I was rooting for you guys when you guys faced the Atlanta Braves back in 95, when you guys were facing the Cubs back in 16. And when, well, that's about it. But I was rooting for you guys. I was, <laughs> wow. I was rooting for these Cleveland teams. And I root for the Browns every single year. And I get this. One time, one time. It just happened to be you guys came back. You guys won 3-1 from 3-1 down. Okay, I get it. You guys had your little your little party. We've had four of our parties, but that's neither here nor there. Is that how many Warriors up to now is four? For like in the recent era, yeah. Well, yeah, for the Curry era. It's four. For, it's four. Okay, got it. Yeah, Curry has four rings, dude. Wow. Just need one more for the whole hand. I'm hoping. Got Chris Paul. I'm still kind of baffled by that. But anyways, you know, I always root for Cleveland sports, but you guys, you guys are making it harder and harder. You know, like you and Jeremy Conrad and I don't know. You guys are making it tough. (laughs) Okay. So this is an honest question because I don't remember. Did the Indians win one in the 90s? No, they lost to the Braves because they had that awesome team. They had our Bell. They lost to the Marlins too, right? In 97. Oh, that's right. They lost to the Marlins. Good call. I forgot about that one. So they made it to the World Series two out of three, three years. years. Yeah. 
because it would have been 95 they made it where they lost to the Braves, and then 97, because they uh, actually, Cleveland beat the Yankees, that's right, Cleveland beat the Yankees in the ALCS that year yep, to go exactly. on and face the Marlins. Yep, exactly. Which, coincidentally, the Marlins won again in 2003 by beating the Yankees. The Yankees, yep. Hmm. But Cleveland but, did not win one in the 90s. Nope, they haven't won a World Series. Oh, wow, really? At least not to my knowledge. I mean, they might have in the 1800s, but... I don't even. I don't even know if they were a team in the 1800s. I gotta. Go. <laughs> I don't even think baseball was a sport in the 1800s, dude. Yes, it was. In Not like 18... professionally, anyway. 1895 or something like that. Was it? Yeah. I I thought it was like early early 1900s. It became like a national pastime. Yeah, their cups were like rabbit skin. You know. Oh, were... I see. Yeah. Rabbit skin. Rabbit skin. That was cups. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Nothing hard to protect down there. Just skin and fur. We put rabbit skins on our junk, and we liked it. We liked it. We <laughs> loved it. It felt great against the skin. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, Scott, I don't even want to think about it, but let's say you had to run out of your house really quick and you had to grab one autograph. What would it be? Well, let me preface this with assuming the wife and kids and pets are out of the house safely. Okay. And I have time to run in and grab one signed figure. Yes. Okay, so the wife and kids and pets are safe, mother-in-law as well. Okay, so I'm running in, and I am, and I think I've actually said this on the show before. The one I'm running upstairs to grab is above the computer screens. It is my signed Legion of Doom slash Road Warriors Classic Superstars 2-pack that is not Series 1 with the red, but is Series, I think it was a special series, uh, it's them in like a black and gold and red. Uh, it's, it's just a different look Legion of Doom. I don't even know if these were used there. This gear was used in matches, but it was like a special edition classic superstars two pack that came out. Anyway, I had to sell my original one in the red series one, two pack had to sell that. But Jeff, you actually got me this set at a toy show and I had it up on the wall for years and when we went to Atlanta for WrestleMania 27, as soon as we got off the plane, a few hours after we got off the plane, Animal was doing a signing at the CNN Center at a bookstore. Hawk had passed away at this point. The Legion of Doom slash Road Warriors were going into the Hall of Fame that year. We had tickets to the Hall of Fame. Couldn't wait. And if you remember Animal's speech, Animal and Paul Ellering's speech, they put a little Hasbro figure of Hawk on the podium, which in action figure history, that has to go up there as one of the greatest moments ever. Anyway, Animal was doing a signing at the uh, the bookstore at the CNN Center, and I think we were, what, fifth in line, Jeff? We got there super early. Yeah, we were around there. Yeah, so if you bought a book, you got a signature in the book, and you could get an, an additional item signed. So we get up to Animal, and I was originally planning on having just Animal sign over his, but I got ballsy when I got up to him, and I asked him if he could sign over Hawks with, like, Hall of Fame 2011. And without missing a beat, he put that over Hawk. And it's, to this day, my favorite signed piece in my collection. Like you mentioned, Justin, you've got a figure with Sharpie. That's the boat I'm in with this, but unfortunately I can never get it re-signed. So that would be the one that I'm taking with me. That two-pack was an exclusive, but I can't remember where that... I I don't remember it being a ringside exclusive. I don't think it was. It was like another, another place that sold figures or something. It's not like that. I remember it being exclusive. That's all I remember. 
Yeah, but anyway, the toy show had it, and you picked it up for me. They didn't have the Series 1 Road Warriors there, so I I was like, well, this is the next best thing. And then you got it signed in Atlanta, and I thought that was really cool that you, one, you dragged it all the way to Atlanta. Yep. And then, two, uh, you got it signed. So that was yep. really cool. Still up on the wall signed. And again, if I had known about paint pens in 2011, definitely would have gotten signed paint pen, probably white. Um, but it's it's easily my favorite autograph piece in my collection. Uh, real quick, mine, I'm torn, but I think I would probably go the three-pack Jack's Classic with Brett, Jim, and Jimmy. Oh, yeah, dude. That's a good one. Same boat as you guys. It's in Sharpie. Jim yeah. signed in Sharpie. Brett signed in Sharpie. Jimmy Hart signed in Sharpie. Now, granted, I could get two-thirds of that re-signed, but I don't know. Would it look weird? It might. That would be the one I grabbed just because of Jim the Anvil Neidhart not, never being able to get that re-signed. Right. You also wouldn't want to chance Jimmy or Brett accidentally like signing over or taking out a piece of Jim's signature. Not worth it, dude. Just leave it the way it is. Or I put tape around Jim the Anvil and that, so they know not to go over the tape. Yeah, that's true. You could do that. Yeah. Anyways, I'll think about it. But anyways, that's what I grabbed just because it's the Heart Foundation three pack from Jack's Classic. And it's all signed. Excuse me. It's signed by all three. Yeah. So that would be the one I would go with. Good question this week, Justin. It'd be tough to go past the or walk past the Rock and Roll Express one that I got redone. Oh, dude. Yeah. That'd be yeah. hard, dude. That'd be difficult. Yes, for sure. And you know that mom has another signed Rock and Roll Express two pack for you somewhere in her garage. Oh, God. I don't even want to think about it, dude. Well, <laughs> one of these days when we're going through that garage, you're going to come across it. This week on Hoarders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't. Oh, gosh. Yeah, anxiety is already starting to spike. Let's move on. Starting to hyperventilate. Yes. <laughs> oh, jeez. Thank you, Justin. Scott, next question comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here, back with that bi-weekly question. Before I get started, guys, I wanted to let you know that I ran into KBW the other day. And, oh, oh, you're in El Segundo. I asked him what he was up to, and he told me he was doing some detective work to find out what this year's SDCC surprise is going to be from Mattel. That, that lines up. That lines that, up. That explains why he was in El Segundo. Okay, okay. There you go. Not sure what eating at Burger King had to do with it, but hey, <laughs> more power to him. This week, guys, I want you to book a WCW Slamboree using Jack's Classic Superstars and Mattel Elite Legends from all of Mattel's Elite Series, regular, Coliseum, Ultimate, etc. And last but not least, the WCW Heavyweight, TV, Cruiserweight, and Tags on the line. Looking forward to the cards you come up with. Well, at least on Scott's side of things, because Jeff is a whittle afraid to have figures from other wrestling lines stretch it out in the ring. Did JT say stretch it out? He got all excited. You wound him up, JT. Good job. JT is my favorite. Yeah, JT and Joe. JT and Joe. They ask about me all the time. Time to go scroll through Netflix for the next four hours and try to figure out what we want to watch. Have fun, Stu. Yes. I'm going to play on my car phone. <laughs> All right, Scott. We've got to come up with a slamboree match. Some matches. Okay. What titles again? We had heavyweight, tag, cruiserweight. Uh, TV. Heavyweight, TV, cruiserweight, and tags. Okay. Got it. Okay. Okay. Tom Zink Galoob is going to hold the TV title. Wow. Okay, so he said Mattel Elites and Jack's Classic. 
I didn't say galoobs. Oh, there's been keep, no Tom. Keep your Tom Zank milk toast figure galoob <laughs> in the WCW carrying case, please. All right, all right. Okay, so we need to come up with our matches. So heavyweight. So do we go flare? I would think that you would have to. It would be a slamboree. Okay. So I'm thinking... Well, when did Slamboree come into existence? Was that 90? I want to say 93 was the first one. Okay, so... I could be wrong. I'm not a WCW historian by any stretch, but I want to say Slamboree 93 was the first one. Okay, so why don't we do Hogan versus Flair? Well, because Hogan didn't get there till 94. Well, he said, book a WCW Slamboree using Jack's Classic Superstars and Mattel from all the Mattel Elite Series, regular Coliseum Ultimate, and last but not least, the WCW Heavyweight, TV, Cruiserweight, and Tags. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. Uh, Ric Flair defining moments, black robe. Okay, perfect. Although that was more of a WWF look. Okay, you want something more WCW? So how yeah. about his uh, the Ric Flair Ultimate in the, the pink robe? Okay, beautiful. Okay, so we're going to go Flair Ultimate versus, I would say, Classic Superstar Series 8 Hogan and WO. Okay, and does uh, Flair have the elite sensational Sherry in his corner? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, well, yeah, well. Because Sherry was managing Flair there for a little bit. That's true. Yeah, let's put Sherry in Flair's corner, but I'm not done with that heavyweight title match yet. Oh, you're conti- you're continuing. I'm continuing. I'm going to throw a third competitor in there. Tom Zinkaloob. We can't use Galoobs, dude. God damn it. <laughs> We can't use the uh, the Wild Bill Irwin Long Rider figure from the Remco series either. Uh, you and Breaker, dude. You and Breaker are throwing his name out there a lot. We're going to shoehorn it in every chance we get. <laughs> okay. Uh, continue on with your heavyweight. Vader Legends, the most recent one. Beautiful. I like it. And I'm done now with the heavyweight title match. So it's a triple threat. Triple threat. Okay. That is the triple threat. Now we've got a book, the TV. Man. Man, so around Slamboree time, TV title, it kind of felt like it was diminished a little bit. Right, right, right. It was a bigger deal in the 80s. 80s and early 90s. Like, Austin, was Austin the last big person to give that TV title a feeling? Mm. Maybe. Maybe because I think it went from Austin to like, well, because Ricky Steamboat got injured, right? And Austin had it, and then they basically put it on Hacksaw. So, yeah, I think after that, it just kind of got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Um, Okay, so then why don't we do this? Why don't we do the Stunning Steve Austin Elite 100? That's a great call. It comes with the TV title. Yep, so pre-made, ready with the belt. And let's put him against Ricky Steamboat. Uh, Which Ricky are we going to put him against? Uh, well, you got to go WCW look, so his most recent elite. There you go. Boom. But. Uh-oh. How do you not put the Arn Anderson classic superstars in there with them? The greatest TV champion of all time. Because he might be involved in the tag? Okay, this is no longer a triple threat, folks. <laughs> Everything needs to be a triple threat. Jesus, Teddy Long. Damn it. <laughs> Love me some triple threats. Uh, damn, dude. Next thing, everybody's going to be going up against The Undertaker. <laughs> it's a triple threat match, player. <laughs> all right cruiserweight one person i want for the cruiserweight flying brian elite 47 oh perfect or it was that 47 a yeah it oh. was one of those 
It was like 47A, I think it was, or 48A or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of the few Elite series that they actually had like an A and a B. I think it was the only Elite series had an A and a B. Oh, there's no Jushin Thunder Liger Elite or Jax. Um, well, you could call an audible here and throw in a storm. No, JT said Jax and Mattel. Okay, then why not go Dream Match and put in Rey Mysterio? You could do that, but what about if we did a Jax Classic Ultimo Dragon? Uh, sorry, not Jax Classic, uh, Jax... Uh, ruthless oh Aggression? Yeah, Ruthless Aggression, thank you. Perfect. Okay. Oh, wait, no, he said j- using Jax Classic Superstars, so we can't use Ruthless Aggression. Well, shoot. Okay, let's think of another cruiserweight around 93, 94, 95. I mean, Rey Mysterio was 95, but that's when Pillman was exiting WCW. Man, damn not having any Owen Hart's. True. Um, cruiserweight. Hmm. Who was a cruiserweight? Who was another cruiserweight at that time that had a Jax Classic or a Mattel? I mean, you could go Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko. You know, I like that Dean Malenko call. Let's do the Dean Malenko Elite. All right. Dean Malenko versus Flying Brian. No triple threat. Stop it. No, it doesn't need to be a triple threat. That's fine. (laughs) All right. Okay. Now we've got to do a tag team match. So I've got a recommendation here. I'm all ears for your recommendation. They were actually WCW tag team champions at one point, albeit very briefly. The Nightmare Violence Connection. Terry Mm -hmm. Gordy, classic superstars from the the Freebirds three-pack. Okay. And the Dr. Death figure from Classic Superstars. That's more 90-91. Slambery, what did you say it was 92-93? I, I was guessing like 92. I thought 93 was the first one. I mean, I don't hate that, but still a little early for Terry Gordy and Dr. Hmm. Death. I still kind of want to throw him in, though, because I want to see him face the Road Warriors. Road Warriors, that would work. And then I also want to add a tag team. And make it a triple threat and God put the Brain it. Busters in there. And everything is going to be in that triple cage Tower of Doom thing. <laughs> God willing. And then everybody has to face the Undertaker at the bottom. <laughs> Do we have a David Arquette figure that can run in? Dude, that'd be awesome. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. You stop. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want the Nightmare Violence connection in this match. Okay, Nightmare Violence and Road Warriors? And the Brain Busters. And the, well, no, because Tully wasn't there. Oh, you, hmm. You were keeping this way too accurate. I, I hate what we were seeing on television is what we did in our ring. Okay, but when did the Road Warriors come back to WCW? 96, 97? I thought it was 95, 96. So we can't even have the Road Warriors in this match. Yeah, we could. I mean, they were still what? doing Slamboree at that time. It's not like Slamboree never went away. Slamboree started in like 92, 93. But then I I don't even know if they ever, their last one was what, 99? So technically the Road Warriors would fall into that time. That they could have been at a Slamboree? Yeah, because they came back in the blue shoulder pads. Okay. Then we're going to go with that battle pack, Road Warriors. Okay. We've already established the Nightmare Violence connection. Yep. And... It's unfortunate that you put Austin in the TV title match because you could do the classic Superstars 2-pack Hollywood Blondes to enter into this match and be the underdogs. Yeah, and you know what's funny is when you said Arn Anderson, I was actually thinking Arn Anderson and Larry Zbysko, but that would still be a little bit early of Sam Burry. 
Right. Right. So, so I say you pull Austin out of the TV title match, put Arn Anderson in that one in Austin's spot, and throw the Hollywood Blondes at the tag title match. I like it. Arn would take on Ricky and Hollywood Blondes versus... Road Warriors versus Nightmare Violence Connection. <laughs> you and your triple threat matches, dude. <laughs> it's a triple threat match, player. <laughs> dude, if I ever went to an indie show and every match was a triple threat match, I'd be like, Scott's booking the shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is like WrestleMania 2000 where everything was a tag team match, except for the main event. <laughs> uh, JT, thank you very much. Uh, by the way, one other podcast I wanted to shoehorn in before we round out the show. You guys heard our podcast and buddies at the beginning of the show. Uh, I wanted to talk about Work the Arm podcast. Jeff Verbalsos. Yes, that's right. He's uh, he's doing a great podcast over there. We've been putting them over on Drunk Wrestling History as well. You guys heard our podcast and buddies at the beginning of the show. Uh, Scott, are you off to go get Taco Bell? Uh, I think we have to go pick up a grocery order or something like that. So we'll probably get food while we're out, and I'm definitely recommending Taco Bell. Burrito? Uh, definitely in Chirito. I had it yesterday for lunch. I had the uh, Mexican pizza meal. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I would love to, uh, start the weekend off strong with Taco Bell dinner. There you go, man. There you go. Yeah. Let's, let's hope I have the uh, cast iron stomach working for me. <laughs> well, you go enjoy that. But before you do, is there anything else? Stay safe, stay healthy, fig life since 2016 and happy toy hunting. KBW wants to do the ending since he's been off the show for about a month. Oh, good. I don't want to thank anybody because the only person I want to thank Steve Hoker for putting my face on a milk carton because he was really concerned about me. I'm sure he's thrilled you're back, KBW. He is so happy. I texted him on my car mobile device. Your your ones of fans out there are just are thrilled that you're back. Yes. Okay, get out of here, dude. I'm already sick of you. You've been back for six hours, and I'm, like, done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, doesn't he have Taco Bell to destroy? Uh, Hey, where are you going? Taco Bell. I got to go pick up a grocery order, and I'm going to go pick up a a Taco Bell while we're out. Bitch, he's mimicking me. And we're going to get an Enchirito. I'm going (laughs) to pull his face, dude. He's a jerk. Now you know how I feel, dude. (laughs) Go watch BK videos. Get out of here. Anyways, I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 387. Hashtag fake life. Adios. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully posable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.